1: Hello, hope you're okay. Thanks ever so much for downloading today's Kent Online podcast. First up, we're going to be hearing from a Kent shopkeeper who's facing an ongoing battle with people refusing to wear a face mask in his store. Ranjit Daliwal owns Bridgeway stores near Canterbury and says him and his staff have been sworn at and even had groceries thrown at them after refusing to serve those who ignored requests to use a face covering. Now Ranjit says it's been happening throughout the pandemic, and police were even called to the store last week. Now apologies a bit for this audio; it is slightly muffled. It's come from CCTV, which shows a man trying to buy a coffee in the store without a mask on. When challenged, he just pulls his top over his mouth instead.
2: You won't get anywhere. It's not, it's not, no, no mask, no service. No exception. I'm putting my face. No.
1: Now, as promised, let's hear it from Ranjit, who's been chatting about it, to Ish.
0: We did not want to be a statistic, you know, at the end of the day, I, either my, you know myself or members of my staff catching it. That is a worrying thought. And I'm really, um, you know, and I'm thinking, like, I've reduced my hours. My hours, like, you know, are normally I sort of seven o'clock in the morning to 7.30 at night in the evening. So we have reduced the hours just to keep my staff safe. And we just don't want, you know, be open unnecessarily for uh, other reasons. So, you know, money is not the important, um, you know, from my aspect, it's, it's the importance is keeping people safe. That's how I look at it. Yeah, uh, and
2: just tell us about the, what toll has this taken on yourself and your staff throughout of this? it appears you're continually having to deal with people not complying and putting yourself in danger potentially. Just what what toll has this taken on all of you?
0: I think it's basically it does affect us a lot. Um, I think mentally, um, you know, um, we you know we are not saying that some, some there are some days that you can come up. You just basically thinking, why am I doing this? or my staff, I mean, I can really put my hand on my heart. I can say I really have got good staff and I do worry for them as well because they're in the front line. And I mean, I like to be there with them alongside, work alongside them just to keep them safe as well.
1: You can also read this story today and have your say by leaving a comment at kentonline.co.uk. Now, latest coronavirus figures show that cases in Kent have fallen by 44% since lockdown three came into force. About 9,600 people have tested positive over the last week. That's down by more than 1,000 compared to the previous seven days. However, 35 more COVID deaths were recorded in the county yesterday and the Director of Public Health is warning we're not out of the woods yet. We've also got for you today for the first time Kent vaccination stats and it appears we're still a pretty long way off the government's target of vaccinating the top four priority groups by mid February. The Kent and Medway CCG says it's aiming to give jabs to almost 411,000 people but figures from NHS England have revealed just over 107,000 have received a dose so far. Meantime it's been confirmed a mass coronavirus vaccination centre will open at the former Debenhams store in Folkestone. There have been growing calls for one in the county, so as some people in the top priority category still haven't even been invited for their first jab just yet. While well, the large-scale site is expected to open next week, it's hoped it'll boost the number of jabs being offered across East Kent. And Sainsbury's in Sevenoaks has denied claims there's been a surge of coronavirus cases amongst its staff. Posts on social Media suggested as many as 60 colleagues had caught the virus. A spokesperson has confirmed only a small number tested positive. Other workers are self isolating as a precaution, though.
0: Kent Online News.
1: Some breaking news this afternoon, and seven people smugglers have been jailed for their part in the deaths of 39 men, women, and children from Vietnam who were found dead in the back of a refrigerated truck near the Dartford crossing have been sentenced to a total of just under 93 years. You might remember the tragedy. The bodies were discovered in the back of a trailer at an industrial estate in Essex in October 2019. The husband of a Dartford mum, who died following liposuction in Turkey, has told an inquest that his wife had the treatment because she was fed up with people asking if she was pregnant. The 38-year-old died in August after buying an overseas package with monocosmetic surgery. An assistant coroner has recorded a narrative verdict and described it as a tragic case. A Chatham man's been jailed for four years for a stabbing which left his victim with serious stomach injuries. 27-year-old George Aladosu from Melville Court attacked the man, who was also in his 20s, at a car park in Strood High Street near Asda. An asylum seeker from Iran has been jailed after bringing another 36 people with him across the channel to Kent. A 30-year-old was caught by Border Force officers piloting small boats on two separate occasions in 2019. He's been locked up for more than two years and is likely to be deported when he's released. The meantime, a 21-year-old who was also caught smuggling people across the Channel has been jailed. Nima Bari from Iran made the same dangerous journey twice in a small boat last year. He's going to serve three years behind bars. And asylum seekers at Napier Barracks in Folkestone have written an open letter describing the conditions Conditions they're living in. Now, this letter has been shared by charity Choose Love and claims 120 people living there have now contracted COVID 19 and social distancing isn't possible. It all comes after calls for the site to be closed. Well, I've
3: been speaking to Bridget Chapman from the Kent Refugee Action Network. I saw the letter that was released by the residents at the barracks and it didn't surprise me at all because. We've been in contact with quite a lot of the people who are staying at the barracks and we knew that they were really getting more and more concerned about their safety in the barracks and that's something that is that's a concern that's replicated by our charity and it's replicated by charities such as Doctors of the World. You know we were always seriously concerned about how it would work putting so many people into such a small space in a in a pandemic and we asked how people were going to socially distance and the fact is that they can't in that space and I, I can't imagine how frightening it must be to be locked up in a space with 400 other people knowing that 100 of them at least have got Covid and that it's only a matter of time before you get it. I mean it must just be terrifying.
1: And Bridget how concerned are you then about the facilities at the barracks especially now there's been an outbreak of Covid?
3: Seriously concerned. Um, we've been seriously concerned for some time but we are really seriously worried about the safety of the people within the barracks now. Nobody has any idea yet of what the long-term effects of getting COVID are. Um, Even if people don't die they could be left quite seriously debilitated by getting this disease and the fact is that if they were in a a detention centre Um, the COVID regulations would mean there had to be one person per room. But because this isn't a detention centre, although they are locked in, um, they can be kept 28 to a room and it's clearly a time bomb. Those people are sitting ducks and it, it can't be allowed to go on.
1: And what do you want to see happen over the next days and weeks?
3: What we feel should happen is that the Home Office should move people out of the barracks urgently, Apparently, this is already happening at the barracks in Penally in Wales. That's really good news. We want to see it happening at Napier as well. We want those faci- facilities to be closed. Um, we don't want them to be reopened for this purpose. They're not suitable, especially in the time of a pandemic. And we would like to see the Home Office processing claims much more quickly so that people don't have to spend a long time in Home Office accommodation full stop. Um, and it frees up the accommodation which the Home Office have, which is more suitable um, for new arrivals to move into. Thanks
1: for joining us, Bridget. While Immigration Minister Chris Philp has said that despite best efforts, a number of those being housed there have contracted Covid. He added it was disappointing that prior to that, a number had refused tests and refused to self-isolate or follow social distancing. He says those individuals could face enforcement. Two people have been treated for having trouble breathing following a small chemical spill at a Kent hospital. Royal Victoria in Folkestone had to be evacuated earlier this morning and firefighters were sent in to ventilate the building. We're told the spill was caused by a medical cleaning product and the site has now reopened.
0: The Kent Online Podcast with Serenity Parks.
1: A group of tradesmen have worked for free to transform a Maidstone family's home after the builders they employed deserted them. The victims were left with a half-finished extension and a pile of rubbish when the workmen left with £20,000. Now a group have got together to finish the job for free. An Ashford hotel that's been empty for several years is due to reopen this summer. The Croft on Canterbury Road in the Kennington part of town will eventually feature a champagne bar, country pub, bistro and pizza restaurant. It's cost £4 million to renovate and will create 75 jobs. A reminder, if you're heading out this weekend, part of the M20 is going to be closed overnight for essential maintenance. You won't be able to use the section between Junction 9 for Ashford and 8 for Maidstone between 9 in the evening and 6 in the morning tonight and tomorrow. Roadworks are being carried out on the Carriageway and Operation Brock Barrier. Anne-Marie and KSI have been chatting to our sister radio station KMFM about their new single, Don't Play. They told Emma Jo on the hit list last night how they teamed up after he messaged her to ask if they could work together.
0: I was so (laughs) gassed with what she did with the song. So I was like, yo, this is amazing. Oh my God, you killed this. And uh, yeah, man, like, I'm so glad people can now finally hear it, and I just really appreciate it in the song.
1: It is such a tune, to be fair, and I love the video as well, which is like a boxing ring vibe. Yeah. Now, KSI, obviously, you're like a boxer, and Anne-Marie, you've got a black belt and karate. But who do you think would win in a fight, KSI?
0: Oh, I think it'd be it'd be close. You know, like obviously, <laughs> uh, Anne-Marie with her kicks, you know, roundhouse kick, you know, left, right, and center. Um, moving like yeah, Jackie Chan.
2: You're you're just like arms boxing in the yeah, arms. Yeah, yeah. So I can like come in with the sweeps. Oh, so yeah. If you if you just
0: aim you for my legs, gone. I'm going to struggle because then I'm like, oh, okay, I've got nothing left.
1: <laughs> um, I bet it was really really fun making the video and also kind of novel as well because you you actually got to be with each other in a room. So was it really fun? Tell me about it, Amory. Yeah,
2: it was so good. Obviously, like. Karate and music in one thing together is like a dream for me. And I love doing music videos as well. So the day was amazing. It was so quick, like so easy, so much fun. And I was just so excited. Like the end of last year, I was just like, oh God, like the Christmas whole thing was happening and everyone was like upset because we couldn't see people. And I was just so excited for this this song and the video to come out just to you know bring everyone back to happiness so I'm glad
1: it's out and if you missed it you can hear that chat in full at kmfm.co.uk we're being warned snow and ice could cause some travel disruption in Kent later on a yellow weather warning has come into force and will last until half ten tomorrow morning there's another alert for Sunday as well and the organisers of a music event in Medway insist plans to run it this summer are still going ahead there'd been confusion after the website Sea Tickets listed the Artista Castle concerts as cancelled. However, a spokesman for the company behind them says it was a glitch and the website has since been updated and tickets can be purchased.
3: Kent Online Sports.
1: For Ball and Gillingham, welcome Rochdale to Priestfield this weekend after their midweek game had to be postponed. Steve Evans' side couldn't play at Lincoln City on Tuesday night because the pitch was waterlogged. The Jules are currently 13th in the table, with tomorrow's opposition five places below them. Well, Phil, from our colleagues at KMTV, has been catching up with midfielder Ollie Lee.
2: Well, I think as a footballer, you're always looking to prove, prove things to people, prove things to yourself and show how good you are. But, yeah, I don't think I've got anything to as prove as such as in to make a point I know I was enjoying my football the first half of the season I was enjoying my football last season as well so the main thing for me is if I'm enjoying my football playing with a smile on my face I'll play well so that's what I think I can do here and I'm looking forward to uh, to showing that. Do you think things are going to click as naturally and as quickly as they did first time round as well? Yeah listen we hope so I think I think we, again we've, the Gaffers built a good side here we had a good side last season I think probably didn't realise just how good a side we had last season how good a run we were on but We've built another side this season we've got some real top players in there with with a good spine and a good good characters in there so i think the sky's the limit for us but you've also got there's some big sides in here and there's there'll probably be 12 teams in this league thinking yeah we can go and we can go and cause an upset and beat teams so you need some consistency you need your good players to be playing well but i think we're more than capable of that obviously a club where you clearly feel at home now um but just talk to me about steve evans as a manager and how big an influence he is on your career so far and how big a part he's been in terms of getting you back yeah he's been great for me to be honest he, when i met him uh, to sign originally he was straight talking and he, he was honest and that's all i wanted he told me if i play well i'll get told i played well and if i play bad i'll get told and i've got no problem with that i mean i'm 29 years old i've been in football long enough to to know that and there's there's not many people that sometimes give you it straight like steve does so for me personally it works and i appreciate it and he, he lets me get on with my football and, and play my things and try things and express myself and that's what I'm there for I'll work hard for the team and I'll try and make things happen so he's, he's been really good for me personally and hopefully as, as a collective we can kick on and show how good we are this season um, I just want to obviously look ahead to um, the next match and obviously it was important to turn around it's fair to say what was a pretty disappointing form uh, last time out against Accrington obviously turning that round do you think that now the side's turned something of a corner well, you'd like to think so. Don't I? I know we was on a poor run of form before uh, me and Slats came in and we started with a good win, but it's it's just one win. Uh, the, in hindsight, it's not really going to matter if we don't back it up with a, a string of results. You've got to show consistency in this league. As as I've said, a lot of the teams are very similar. So if you go on a good run of three, four, five wins in a row, you can be right up there. But in the same instance, if you lose three, four, five, you can be right down there. So it's a close league. We've got to stay level-headed. It's it, you know what it's like in this league. It's always ups and downs and we've got to try and be as, consistent as we can be and see where it takes us.
1: Kick-off tomorrow is at three. And all National League South games have been suspended for two weeks with immediate effect. It means Dartford, Ebbsfleet United, Maidstone United, Tunbridge Angels and Welling United have had their season halted. The decision was made based on feedback from clubs who were worried about the financial implications of relying on government loans to continue playing. Well, that's all for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. We hope you have a great weekend. Don't forget... You can, of course, subscribe to the IM News app if you're not popping out to collect your paper as regularly. This will give you access to all of KM Group's newspapers. Just head to subsaver.co.uk. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.
0: This podcast is sponsored by Kingsdown Meadow, located in beautiful Kent countryside. New homes available. Search Serenity Parks.